Hey everybody, my name is Dwayne Burkhardt and you are watching and or listening to the May 1st, 2023 edition of the Rugby Report. In this episode, we will recap Round 10 action in Super Rugby and then look forward to Round 11. And speaking of Round 11, we will then move up to the USA to have a look at Round 11 action in the MLR. And finally, we'll take a very quick sneak peek at the upcoming quarterfinal round of the URC playoffs, coming to a TV and or streaming service near you this weekend. But first, let's talk about the weekend that was. This past weekend began in the Kiwi capital as the Wellington Hurricanes welcomed the Canberra Brumbies to town for the first time in nine years. The Brumbies scored first in the back-and-forth first half, but then the Hurricanes scored twice, the Brumbies scored again, and bingo-bango before you know it, the Canes have a narrow 17-14 lead at the break. The second half was pretty much more of the same as these two very good teams battled it out in a game that frankly came down to Jordy Barrett's foot. And when a game comes down to Jordy Barrett's foot, well, the vast majority of the time, the Hurricanes are going to win that game. And they did. Full-time score, Hurricanes 32, Brumbies 27. Next up, we move over to Sydney, where the hometown Waratahs welcomed my Highlanders to town in one of those games where every play and every point would matter. This was a very evenly matched game. The Taz had the advantage in the first half and took an eight-point lead into the Sheds, but the Highlanders came back strong and held the lead right up to the last two minutes of the game. But down low, defending their own try line, at the buzzer, those big tough Taz that I keep talking about showed up, and they simply willed their way over the line and into an incredibly close one-point win. Full-time score, Waratahs 21, Highlanders 20. Incidentally, if you want to see a textbook 50-22 kick, there are actually two in this game. One from the superstar on each team, Michael Hooper for the Taz and Aaron Smith for the Landers. Both of these kicks were simply perfect examples of what a 50-22 should do. We head to hot and sunny Fiji next for the next game, where it was a great day to be a fan and a busy, busy day to be a water boy. The Drua, who came into the game undefeated at home, and that included a shocking early season win over the Crusaders, welcomed the consistently inconsistent Auckland Blues. Unfortunately for the Drua, they yet again seem to have forgotten when the game began, and they allowed the Blues to dominate the first half, spotting them a 20-7 halftime lead. In the second half, yet again, the Drua did get going, and my gosh, as I have noted many times before, they are just plain fun to watch when they have possession. But it wasn't enough, and in the end, the Blues prevailed. Full-time score, Drew a 14, Blues 30. Two more notes about this game. First, I need to go to Fiji to see a rugby game there, because the Drua and their fans clearly know how to have fun. And second, if any of you want to see a really great try that didn't count, skip forward to the end of the highlights for this game and watch the Drua drive in the 78th minute. It didn't count. But it sure was pretty. Next up, we'll travel to Moana Pacifica's home away from home. That would be Mount Smart Stadium, where they hosted the Melbourne Rebels in a game that looked like it was going to be a blowout. 
but suddenly became a genuine, holy crap, wow, nail-biter. As predicted, the Rebels ran, and despite a few truly impressive moments from the Pacifica players, the Rebels eventually led by 28 points. And then, in the closing quarter of the game, the Pacifica offense exploded. And the Rebels, who had looked to be in total control for the vast majority of this game, suddenly looked confused that the game was still going on. And just like that, with a minute to play, it was a five-point game, and Pacifica had both the ball and a chance to complete the greatest comeback since the Highlanders' insane four tries in five minutes finish against the Cheetahs back in 2017. All right, maybe not that good, but it was really good. But then Pacifica coughed up the ball, the Rebels ran once again. The full-time score, which does not tell you how exciting this finish was at all, was Pacifica 33, Rebels 43. And then, the rematch. The Chiefs hosted the Crusaders in front of an absolutely packed FMG Stadium in Hamilton. No team had beaten the Crusaders twice in the same season since, well, since the Chiefs did it back in 2016. The Chiefs entered this game undefeated, and they started that run in Christchurch against the Crusaders, who arrived in Hamilton seeking revenge. So how did it go? Well, if you like really great defense, then you're going to love this game. Both teams were just phenomenal on D. But early on, it was the Crusaders who seemed to have just a tiny bit more energy and determination, and they were rewarded with the early lead. But the Chiefs chipped away and chipped away and chipped away, and they used Damian McKenzie's foot to do it, which is why, despite being stymied in possession and position, the Chiefs still managed to go into the sheds ahead 12-7. The second half was nothing less than the two best teams in the league slugging it out. Back and forth they went, the Chiefs up 19-7, then the Crusaders fighting back to take the lead 21-19, then DMAC kicks the Chiefs back into the league. Then Mawanga retook the lead again. Then McKenzie got loose, found Sean Stevenson on the outside, who streaked in for a breakaway try. They added one at the end, so the full-time score doesn't tell you just how insanely close this game was. But in the end, the Chiefs are 9-0. Full-time score, Chiefs 34, Crusaders 24. And now, serious talk about the possibility of the Chiefs having a perfect season, will begin. There's a lot of rugby to be played yet, and a couple of tough games remain on the Chiefs' schedule. But right now, their defense is simply dominating everyone. And again, as we say in the USA, defense wins championships. I don't know if the Chiefs can complete the perfect season or not, but right now, they are absolutely the favorites to take the title in 2023. The Super Rugby Weekend wrapped up in Brisbane, where the Queensland Reds hosted the Western Force. The Force led off the game with one of the better tries in the league this season, but then the Reds simply overpowered the Force, scoring 21 straight and never looking back. The Force actually outscored the Reds in the second half, but not by nearly enough to close the gap, and the full-time score was Reds 31, 417. 
Checking in on my predictions now, I came into round 10, 37 and 11. And this week, I was 5 and 1. Only my Highlanders kept me away from my fourth perfect week of the year. And that's okay, boys. Brings me to 42 and 12 overall. Having a quick look at the Super Rugby table now, the Chiefs are starting to pull away in first, but the battle for the number two spot is close, with only one point separating the Brumbies from the Hurricanes and the Hurricanes from the Blues. The Crusaders' loss drops them back to fifth, but they're still only two points off the pace in that spot. And then, as previously noted, a huge gap before we get to the Reds, Waratahs, and Highlanders in the 6th, 7th, and 8th spots. But note that the Rebels, Force, and Drua are only 1 and 2 points behind the Highlanders in that battle for the last postseason spot. Round 11 will begin at my favorite venue on the planet, and that means we're in Dunedin, where my two favorite teams, the Highlanders and the Chiefs, will clash again. The Highlanders will be home, but the 9-0 Chiefs are simply playing at an entirely different level right now. And they will win this game. Chiefs win. Next up, the Drua get their second home game in a row as they welcome the Hurricanes to town. Now I'm going to say this one more time, folks. The Drua remain fun to watch this year. But they have got to start playing when the opening whistle blows. And until they do, they will struggle. In the meantime, I predict that the Hurricanes will win this game. Next up, the Crusaders return home after a tough loss on the road to the Chiefs. They will host the Western Force. And while I like the Force, I sure wouldn't want to be them this weekend. Because the Crusaders are likely to enter this game really ticked off. Crusaders win. The next game, believe it or not, might actually be the game of the week, as the Reds host the Waratahs. The Reds have won their last two in a row, albeit against lower-tier teams, and the Taz have won two of their last three. This is a hard game to predict. The stats say that the Reds should win. But my gut tells me that the Taz are better than their stats. I don't know, folks. It's a toss-up. But I have to pick someone. So I'm going to break with tradition and go with my gut this week. And I will say that the Waratahs will upset the Reds on the road and take this game. Waratahs win. And finally, the Melbourne Rebels return home to face the Canberra Brumbies. The Brumbies are still, by far, the best Aussie team in the league this year. But several of their wins have been less than convincing. Can they head south into Seagull Stadium and burn down the Rebels? Yes. Yes, they can. And they will. Brumbies win. Let's head up to the USA now, where the MLR now begins the same several weeks of round-robin resting that their Southern Hemi brothers just finished. As a result, I have only one final to give you this morning, and that's the Seattle Seawolves simply pummeling the Dallas Jackals 61-19. There are three games today, but, as always, since our graphics are added in after we record the show, our viewers will now see the results, while I can only tell you that the NOLA Gold welcome the Toronto Arrows to the Big Easy, the New England Free Jacks are hosting the New York Ironworkers in a key Eastern Conference matchup, and the San Diego Legion are taking on the Houston Sabercats. Finally, the tables haven't changed much. 
But the San Diego Legion had better watch out, because the previously sinking Seattle Seawolves are not only not out of it yet, but they are once again knocking on the door in the West. Finally, a reminder that the URC postseason begins this weekend in Scottstown, where the number four Glasgow Warriors will host number five Munster, then the third ranked Stormers will host the sixth ranked Bulls, number two Ulster will then host Connacht, and I am definitely going to be watching that game, and finally, top ranked Leinster will host the eighth ranked Sharks. And that's it, folks. That's all the time we have. Thank you for watching and or listening to the May 1st, 2023 edition of The Rugby Report. Until next time, my wife has told me that I need to start doing more lunges to stay in shape. It's a big step forward for me. See you next time. Bloopers. Welcomed the consistently inconsistent Auckland Blues. And I'm going to do that again, because I f***ed it up. That's why. We head to hot and sunny... Nah. Give it a break for a second. Sorry, I need tea. The Chiefs hosted the Crusaders. Um, and the, the Chiefs, comma? No, it's just... <laughs> did he write it? I wrote it. I know I did. Season. But then the red... Oh, f***. I had it. It's really moving. The Super Rugby Weekend. Do I need tea for weekend? The word is weekend. Weekend. End of the week. <laughs> Clearly something I need more of. Oh, boy. I'm going to burp before I do something else. And finally, the top-ranked Leinster. The top-ranked? The top-ranked? Are they the top-ranked? Or are they just top-ranked? <sighs> Not sure. We'll check. Then the third-ranked Stormers will host the sixth... Sixth? Sixth-ranked? It's sixth. It's sixth. It's the number six and then a TH. And it's actually what's written. <laughs> it is. It's written that way. Meh. <sighs> and finally, the top-ranked Leinster... The, I did it... Again, unbelievable. Otherwise, it was a good start, right?